3: Nueva Ram 1500, Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. To one
1: mobile package. There is too
4: much value you get on the best mobile plan in Ghana today. To sign up, SMS start to 50 Or email vodafonebusiness.gh at vodafone.com. Vodafone, further together.
5: Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two and three bedrooms both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. Our Sky Swimming Pool gourmet outdoor restaurant and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi, Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 20 4343009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations.
6: Oasis Park
5: Residences, more than a home.
7: The stage is set and ready to blast with Ghana's latest music reality show. 12 budding musicians have survived the auditions and are ready to journey to stardom.
8: I have fears, you have fears too. Don't you cry, change is here. My baby busts up the silent
9: oh.
10: When I come home, everything will be
7: alright. Make an appointment on Joy Prime. Charlie. You've worked on it today, yeah, you spell it. I think you have something that you really need to work on. Cue some lyrics on Sunday, April 16, 2023, at 8.30pm. It's going to be nothing short of exciting. Produced by Joy Prime, your ultimate experience. And powered by Hits FM. Cue some lyrics, bring on the music.
5: news night. Tonight, activities of illegal miners at Dollar Power in the Savannah region poses a huge risk to the country's second largest dam, Bui Dam. Details as the Minerals Commission warns perpetrators it considers them as enemies who have to be punished.
11: Bui Dam and polluting the water, that one, you need to stop that. You are not lovers of your, your brethren. You cannot do things illegally, pollute our water bodies, destroy the environment and go away free.
5: We'll hear how the Ghana Boundary Commission is bringing state institutions together to address the challenges in the area. Also, Ghana human rights record up for scrutiny yet again as the nation is cited for multiple human rights violations including torture, extrajudicial killings and coordinated attacks against LGBTQ plus persons. We have details of a U.S. State Department report.
12: Also, tonight's Ghana Health Service sets up a task force to stem spread of deadly Anopheles Stefani mosquitoes already concentrated in Tuba and Dansuman areas of the Greater Accra region.
9: If you have a, paras- a vector like this, that has a high chance of increasing the mosquito population. What it means is that it has ability to uh, more or less worsen uh, the malaria situation and retrogress um, the progress we have made.
12: We have details asked the Ghana Health Service fear spread could derail efforts gained in eliminating malaria in Ghana. Also in this package, managing director
5: of the IMF to personally intervene to enable Ghana reach a deal with her creditors as crucial talks take center stage ahead of consideration of a bailout by the funds
6: board. I, I can tell you that um, I use every opportunity myself to urge them to act swiftly. Uh, let's remember that... Um, Uh, Ghana, for a long time, uh, has done really well to tap uh, markets to finance uh, its uh, growth path.
8: And in business. The fund, meanwhile, has outlined three priority areas to address debt, inflation, and capital flows for low-income countries.
6: So long as financial pressures remain limited, we expect central banks to stay the course in the fight against inflation, holding a tight stance to prevent a de-anchoring of inflation expectations.
13: And in sports, Senegalese star Sadio Mane is suspended by Cla- Bayern Munich after punching teammate Leroy Sané following their Champions League loss to Manchester City.
5: Also in this package, former President Mahama accuses President Akufwad of populating the Electoral Commission with NPP members to prevent what he says is an impending NDC victory in the
14: 2024 polls.
5: We've got details of these and more here on News Nights. Thanks for joining us. We are very interactive. You can send your thoughts to us on 055-1111997. Thanks for choosing us. I am Bernice Abu Bedulansa.
12: And I am MFA Apo settle for details shortly.
5: This evening, we start from a border community in the Savannah region known as Dollar Power, where illegal miners are said to be polluting the Bui Dam. Uh, That's according to the Deputy Chief Executive Officer of the Minerals Commission, Samuel Tika. Speaking during a community sensitization program organized by the Ghana Boundary Commission, Mr. Tika warned the state considers illegal miners involved in the pollution as enemies who have to be punished. He adds the Minerals Commission will initiate a community mining scheme to to ensure responsible mining in the area. We'll be hearing from him in a moment, but first, our investigative journalist, Quiti visited the community in 2017. Listen to excerpts of his hotline documentary, Rebel Land. It's an enclave
4: inhabited by gunmen, rebels, and armed robbers. Thousands of illegal miners are digging up what used to be farmland the livelihoods of poor farmers are now on the line. The irony, however, is that this illegal mining activity has the blessing of the traditional leaders in this area, Dollar and Accra, not the capital city. But right here in Boli District are two communities in this area where illegal mining is festering. Dollar Power and Accra are dreaded and dangerous illegal mining sites. They are so described because they are communities run by well-armed men who have created their own economy trading in rough gold. has attracted rebels from neighboring Ivory Coast, all of whom have their own mining concessions here. My name is Kwe Tenati, and in this edition of Hotline, I go undercover to investigate this situation. The booming illegal gold mining activity in this part of Ghana and the influx of rebels posing a threat to the peace and stability of the northern region. I'm now destined for Dollar Power. It's a community that may not feature on any official map, but its location, Bollie, the hometown of Ghana's former president, John Mahama, makes it significant. Bollie may be peaceful, but these illegal mining sites are not. Dollar Power is not a place you can easily enter. Nothing is taken for granted here. Before you get there, you have to first cross the white Volta to enter eso, a farming district and a non-rebel base. Scores of people have been shot or maimed while making this expedition. I've been advised to take a machete along for self-defense in the event of an attack. Everyone who makes this trip on this dangerous route knows their lives are at risk.
15: Lives, you know, are always at risk. Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? Because you don't know what might happen on your way back from site or your way to site. You don't know what might happen, regards to the robbers who do attack people on the way. So every time I all you going to site or coming home, you are always certain.
4: Do you have situations where, when you were working, you heard of reports of people being killed or um, named or
15: injured by these um, warbers or re- rebels? Mm, yeah, not but not most often, but most at times, if it happens. But I remember some time ago, someone lost their life. There were about two people. When uh, the rebels seized gold from someone, then they went to beg for the gold on their way back home. They were being
7: attacked. You know, one
15: person died instantly."
4: Adam Saibu, a Polytechnic graduate, is one of the many residents of boli who earn a living working in these illegal mining sites he was unemployed for almost three years after school and decided to make a living mining for gold but like many people working in this area adams knows his own life is at risk two of his relatives were recently shot and killed The two were on their way to meet with rebels for the release of a seized gold when some of the gunmen pulled up and rained bullets on them.
15: I remember some time ago, someone lost their life. There were about two people when uh, the rebels seized gold from someone. Then they went to beg for the gold on their way back home. They were being attacked. Died instantly. The
4: man who killed Shaibu's relatives only vanished into a nearby bush, never to be found
6: again.
5: So you had excerpts of uh, that documentary produced by my colleague colleague in 2017 and it was focusing on the area dollar power. It was called Rebel Land.
12: Well then it's a core part of the work of the Ghana Boundary Commission. is identifying challenges in border communities and collaborating with relevant state institutions to address them. So as part of a community sensitization program organized by the commission, the chief of dollar power raised concerns about the lack of security presence and other social amenities. Well he he says the residents are vulnerable to recruitment by insurgents and terrorist organizations he spoke through an interpreter mohammed tahiro
16: to state our concern to you about some of the challenges we are facing security-wise as a community first of all security of the community is second to none apart from the local security at the chief palace we have zero security from the government that leads with us or close to us we however Experience security once a year by Operation Gund- Gundalugu and also by recent diligence of your men that we said in respect to the boundary lines. We are therefore vulnerable to the invasion of any armed groups since we are the boundary line with no security. We are appealing to the government that we are also Ghanians and deserve this fundamental right. We need police posts, immigration, military, and other relevant security office presence. Secondly, Roads are another major challenges that hamper the security of the town. None of, none of the roads leading to Dollar Power is motorable. The shortest route is from Bola to Interaso across the Volta River and to Dollar Power and its environs. We propose a bridge to be constructed over the Interaso River and roads to be constructed as well for the first time from Teraso to Dollar Power in order to enhance the movement of goods and essential services in the enclave and also properly link the borders of Ghana and La
5: Cote d'Ivoire. So that was Muhammad Tairu He spoke on behalf of the chief. And the first settler of Dollar Power, Sadhu Muhammad, popularly known as Dollar Power, says they only see the military and police once a year. My colleague, Maxwell Abraba, just returned from Dollar Power. He joins us in the studio. Maxwell, first, paint a picture for us. What does this area look like? And it's been described as an ungoverned space.
17: Well, exactly what it... It looks like, um, Bernice, if you have an aerial view of the place, we went to the Ghana Boundary Commission, so we went there in a chopper. So in the chopper, um, you can see the vegetation, the plantation, and all of that. You can clearly see that this is in the middle of nowhere, and when you finally land in the community and you get hop onto a motorbike and then you ride through the community, you can clearly see this is a shanty town. I can actually count the number of... um, concrete houses that we saw Mm. all of them all of them are made of not even wood not even plywood sometimes the plywood is just the pillar um, but what has been used is um black politan and then sometimes white politan if used you know um, as a structure and that's where the people live and there's no access
1: waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands
17: Routes within the community. So, um, for the officials on the Ghana Boundary Commission, they had to get on motorbike. Even for the pressmen who went with them, we had to get on a motorbike to get access to where one of um, Ghana's international boundary pillars is actually located. Another thing we realized was during our stay in that community, we yeah. had no access to um to telephone network so we couldn't make any calls i couldn't send any stories through um to our platform um, there's there's no electricity in that in the community we told the only electricity that you have in the community was provided by a gentleman a self-acclaimed first settler who's known as dollar power say do bahama who is known as dollar power who provides some part of the community you know with electricity so really it's it's the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, but this is a community which is um, a border community very close to um, Côte d'Ivoire. Mm,
5: and, and the concerns have been raised like, about exactly. possible insurgents taking advantage mm. of what's happening there. But the Forestry Commission also has some concerns.
17: Yes. They are concerned that um, the people are engaged in mining and um, the space where they are mining is very close to um, a national park. So the Forestry Commission is concerned that uh, um, they are destroying the land, um, the, the vegetation that the plantation they are destroying them and then using them you know uh, um, as mining spaces so the forestry commission wants the places to be properly designated so they can mine responsibly in those areas there's a national park
18: uh, near where this activity is taking place and uh, it's clear that the activities of the miners should affect the national so we need as a matter of agency to undertake zonation so that we are very clear where the mining will take place. And uh, if you don't zone, it will be very difficult for the activities we're undertaking to assume ownership. And if there's no ownership, it's difficult to do reclamation for us to do reforestation. Um, at the end, where you have good quality of trees, you have better harvest of food. Um, we do not want to deny our people a better life and, and good food. So we will need to do enrichment planting. our forest reserved, but we also need to do zonation, zone the place, so that people are very clear where they are mining. And then, when we do zonation, there's ownership. And then, when mining is done, um, we can reclaim and we can help uh, to do afforestation. And I'm sure that when we are doing afforestation, uh, the Forestry Commission does not do it alone. Um, Young people and youth in communities and women, they raise... uh, nurseries, and they get also a livelihood from grazing uh, seedlings that we use uh, to do afforestation. So I'm sure um, at the end, we are going to cure environmental problems, but also uh, livelihoods are also sorted. And this-
17: Yes, so Ben, you heard from the Deputy Chief Executive of the Forestry Commission, Nadia and Nelson, who is also raising concerns about the uh, mining that is going on there, what they describe as irresponsible mining going on there in that community. Here. And, and closely linked to that is the pollution of the Bui Dam. Exactly. Um, so we are told that the miners sometimes um, wash what they get, um, you know, in the Bui Dam itself. And um, we're told um, that at the point they raise All attempts to get them to stop has not been successful. In fact, when we spoke to the DCE, he said they went to the area to see some of the items that the miners are using, champagne and all of that. But later, they got them back and then they went back to the area. He said it has been very difficult going back to stop them because the place is a security risk. We can hear from um, the Deputy Director of the Minerals Commission, Samuel Tika, who is telling the residents um, to do it responsibly. He's been talking about how they'll be initiating a community mining scheme that will help them mine responsibly.
11: We all know the benefits of gold mining and uh, we know that if you mine, time pass, the northern part of Ghana was a no-go area for for gold because nobody knew that there was gold in the northern part of Ghana. But we have now come to realise that we have gold in abundance in northern part of Ghana, particularly in the border area. And so if you come and look around, uh, officers have been here for some time and always been visiting here. The goal that we have here, even though it gives you livelihoods, uh, it is not mined responsibly. It's not done within the law. We need to ensure that we do things right. And so Minerals Commission officers that have been coming to you here are not your enemies. They are people that are to come and help you regularize your mining activities so that the mining process will benefit you, benefit the community and benefit the Bole districts and also Ghana at large. And so, we will continue to ensure that we do the mining responsibly. And for that matter, those of you who are mining particularly closer to the Bui Dam and water bodies where you do the pollution, uh, you become our enemies. So those who are washing into the Bui dam and polluting the water,
5: that one, you need to stop that. Um, So, Maxwell, you were telling us about what the uh, Disec has been trying to do Mm -hmm. to ensure that mining happens in the area responsibly.
17: Yeah, so um, the DCE, who we spoke to, Veronica Lele, she told us um, that as the head of DICEC, she's supposed to go to the area and see what's happening there. But she says she's never been to the area it's her first time actually going to the area because of the um security risks you know um Mm. presence there because already we know that there's no military presence there's no police presence we're told that they come there once you know um, a year that's what the residents, you know, um, are saying. She says they are doing everything possible to stop them, but so far it's been very difficult.
19: There's no security in this place. It's all motorbikes going into places. There's no police station, and the people here are many. So what we are doing is to appeal to government. Now that we found out what is going on, we need to give them a feeder road, because the border itself is motor lane. So if we have a feeder road, it will help the forestry to monitor the activity it will also help the people themselves to actually monitor activities of criminals and all sorts of people. The ones who just come into Ghana and run back. So that will help them. And then the police station is very key. If we can need a post, a police post put here, it will help. So this one, a police post, we cannot be saying the district assembly should be trying to see how we we'll give them the police post for the security reasons and the feeder Road. To help them with the security, we have 10,000 people who live here. The problem about the coming here was that this place was a security risk to uh, any official coming here without security protection. protection. It was a risk. I don't. I think you remember some time ago, an army official, the DC, and all the people who were coming here were attacked. The army was shot. So. It has become like I should be careful, I should have protection, I should have this. I, I, if I want to come here, it should be this. And that's the reason why. And I couldn't enter here
12: that's um interesting mm-hmm. hearing from the DCE for the area mm. saying that this is her first time going to the area because of the security concerns but we can hear from the national coordinator of the ghana boundary commission major general emmanuel kotia who says illegal miners at dollar power have in the past tampered with ghana's boundary pillars with la Côte d'ivoire he's been urging the residents to safeguard the country's boundaries
20: reports about the tampering. And displacement of boundary pillars in this community. We came for the inspection, verified a number of boundary pillars along the international land, international boundary line between Ghana and uh, Côte d'Ivoire. Removed. As a result of that, we engage the chiefs and community leaders of Dollar Power. Then. We were able to identify some of the underlying reasons why this had happened, partly because of uh, illegal mining that was going around, just because people do not really understand why those pillars are there. Now, after the community sensitization, during our our visit, in subsequent periods, the. People here came to an understand and recognize that these pillars are very important landmarks for the country.
12: So that's the National Coordinator of the Ghana Boundary Commission, Major General Emmanuel Kotia. Let's quickly bring in the Deputy Director of the Minerals Commission, Mr Samotika. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, interesting development and visiting dollar power today. Let's talk about how bad the situation is when it comes to the pollution of the Bui Dam. Hello, Mr. Tika. Hello. Can you hear me, Mr. Tika? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm asking loudly. about how bad the situation is when it comes to the pollution of the Buidam. How long has it been on?
21: Uh, we, 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 our officers have been... Uh, let me just say good evening to your listeners. Uh, our officers have been visiting the area for quite some time now. And uh, they have reported that uh, the... Uh, dam is being polluted. And so um, uh, I'm sure because of the distance, um, visiting it becomes a very uh, a challenging issue. But the reports we have received are that the illegal miners around the area, they wash their gold into the Bougie dam. And so, um, it's becoming very dangerous to people around there if we don't take mm. care. What is, what is happening in the south here would happen in the boli area.
12: And because if we don't take time, mm-hmm.
21: all the water bodies there through the Bully Dam will be polluted.
12: And we are told there's no military or police presence in the area. How then will the community mining scheme you want to initiate be properly regulated?
21: Oh, for the community mining, uh, it is the agreement among various stakeholders within the the community. The traditional authorities are involved. The uh, people who are posing a danger to the area, I mean, the illegal miners are going to be involved in the sense that once an area is given to them to mine communally, they will... Most of them will not, those who have been posing danger, will not pose danger because they are going to be working and getting their livelihoods. So that in itself will serve as security to the area.
12: Okay. Well, Mr. Tika, thank you so much uh, for joining us. This is an issue we'll explore further subsequently. He's a Deputy Director of the Minerals Commission, Samuel Tika. Benes. I mean, mean, Let's move on to some other issues now. Ghana's human rights record is up for scrutiny yet
5: again. The nation has been cited for multiple human rights violations, including torture, extrajudicial killings, arrest of press men also. Now, this has been captured in a U.S. State Department report focused on violations recorded in 2022. Well, our legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akablay joins us with more on this. Joseph, first, let's talk about arbitrary deprivation of life and other unlawful or politically motivated killings. What does the report see on that?
22: That is captured. That's to do with an incident that took place in February where the police chased a man suspected uh, to be a man they suspected uh, had committed a traffic violation, they chased him into a traditional Chief's Palace in the and opened fire, killing another man and injuring eight others with stray bullets. In the immediate aftermath, the police announced the suspension with reduced of the six officers involved. But as of November 2022, the report states that the results of these internal investigations have not been revealed. Reference again is made to the incident that occurred at Kwanza in April of 2022. the police arrested one albert donko and brought him to the police station alleging he was involved in a series of armed robberies you recall that mr donko died while in police custody hours later in a departure from typical practice the police did not announce an operation or arrest had taken place until more than three weeks later a protest erupted on may 18 in response to the news of the death with youth blocking roads and destroying property including the police station the police fired ammunition into the crowd in a protest and as of November, the police have not concluded any internal investigations into both deaths.
5: Joseph, quickly run us through what the report says about freedom of expression, including that for members of the press and other media.
22: Uh, for the press and other media, reference is made to the Oliver our incident. Uh, we are all very much aware of how that particular one played out the Facebook post uh, culminating in the charge of treason uh, felony, among other things. And we, we know how that one went. There's also the issue about what happened in They where policemen in plain clothes attacked a producer with a publicly owned broadcaster, Connect FM, after he photographed the officers while they sat in a restaurant with their guns displayed and holding men in handcuffs. Again, the Kumasi traditional council's issues with your FM, you recall when they had hosted a politician who had questioned the reason of the traditional authorities to deal with illegal mining and you know that the station had to beg uh, the traditional council before they were allowed to resume operations. That is also cited here, in Venice. Finally,
5: Joseph, how about the LGBTQ+ community?
22: Uh, the report raises concerns about a growing number of attacks, uh, which it says the attacks were increasingly well organised and, in some cases, it targeted outspoken activists. Uh, the attacks were sometimes shared on social media to uh, further humiliate and ostracise the LGBTQ+ persons. Again. It makes the point that it's interesting that when such matters are reported to the police, the police do not seem interested in investigating it.
5: That's our legal affairs correspondent uh, Joseph Akable Let's now uh, bring in Professor Epiji He's a human rights advocate and joins us with more. Good evening Prof, thank you for your time. Clearly you may not be surprised about what you're seeing but in April 2022, about a year ago uh, Amnesty International asked government and state institutions to take a critical look at human rights violations and find lasting solutions to them Is there any single action for you that indicates a readiness uh, for, of, of government to find a solution to this? trend
23: thank you for having me um, unfortunately government has done very little to improve the human rights situation in the country and we are rather on a slippery slope and it is a worrying trend because uh, human rights is not taken seriously in the country and um, it is because government wants to exercise power or extend this power or retain power And so everything that needs to be done to ensure that that power is preserved and utilized in a way as to maintain and uh, retain power, that is what the government is doing. And the trend that is um, cast across many countries in Africa because of the kind of democracy that we have, which is also moving away from what we call liberal democracy into a liberal democracy where we see trends, governments um, abusing um, the checks and balances in government and making sure that the silence silences um, the other arms of government that are supposed to provide the checks and balances. So we, for that matter, it seems like a free reign for government to do whatever it wants without attracting any um, sanctions or accountability being put in place to ensure that there is order and uh, the sanctions attached for violations of rights.
5: And so Prof, if, if I get you clearly, what you're saying is that our inability to distinguish between the different arms of government and state institutions could be what is allowing this problem to fester.
23: It is one one major reason, because we have key human rights institutions which are supposed to function and to place that accountability mechanism in place. We talk about SHRAJ, we talk about OSP, we talk about Parliament, we talk about um, even the police service, which is an arm of the executive. So the judiciary is not playing its role as it should. Parliament is not playing its role as it should. The other constitutional bodies are also not doing very well. And um, for that matter, accountability has been weakened. The international community also is not helping in the sense that generally overall um, democracy is on the slide and human rights violations are occurring even in so-called um, advanced democracies which sometimes when they set a good example it it puts a check on what uh, less advanced democratic um, countries can also do but if they are abusing their rights and we also have a situation where china is coming in as a major player which pays less attention to human rights. So mm-hmm. it also emboldens government to uh, toe that line without expecting that they will be checked. So both internally and externally, the mechanisms are weak. And those are a situation where um, non-government organizations are, uh, are doing their best, especially in a place like Ghana, but they, they don't have the support of these bodies to be able to perform their functions effectively and making rules into checking governments and by the excesses that they engage in. Mm,
0: And
5: finally, Prof, and it's interesting how you bring the international perspective to all of this, but we've already seen this year what happened in shaman. Would you say we're still on that regressive slope, or you you have hope that something will change? Do you see hope in the often?
23: No, we we already sounded the alarm bell that um, even last year, when some of these abuses were commented on, we made the case that it, it may get worse. And if look, you look at the example of Ashama, it's, it's a typical example of the slippery slope uh, situation we are experiencing, where there is immunity has turned into impunity, and where we have the military going their own way and doing things they want. And it is not checked. It is, they are applauded by the Ministry of Defence, and the minister of defense and nothing except from the commander of the ghana armed forces so you see a situation where they, they 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 have the free reign to do whatever they want and there's a duty on the government there's a duty on the government to um protect human rights that is the fact that human rights can, abuses can be committed by third parties mm. the government has a duty to protect if it is not able to protect it should investigate and bring these copies to book and punish. and That is a criminal a way in which criminal law helps to protect human rights. But the government has not been doing that. Mm. The police service has also been muzzled in a way it is not able to conduct investigations right. and bring such mm. cor- uh, suspects mm. to book. Mm. And even when you send allegations to them, uh, complaints to the IGP, nothing is being done. So that is the situation we are in.
5: Thanks for your time this evening. Professor Apier J. Tria is a human rights advocate and he's just been sharing his thoughts about uh, the latest incidents recorded in Ghana in the U.S. State Department report focusing on human rights violations. So we'll take a quick breather now. When we come back, we'll be bringing you business here on Newsnight.
12: And Beverly is here with the very latest. Hello, <laughs> Beverly. It's understandable, isn't it?
8: Coming up in business, managing director of the IMF to personally intervene to enable Ghana to reach a deal with her creditors as crucial talks take centre stage ahead of the fund board's consideration of a bailout for Ghana. And, but meanwhile, the fund has outlined three priority areas to address debt, inflation and capital flow for low-income countries. We have these and more coming up shortly. Business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Kingdom Books and Stationery and Alliance Life.
12: Isn't life wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled? Hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. Arrange virtual meeting with that big client.
1: Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing? Doing today
12: MTN.
7: The stage is set and ready to blast with Ghana's latest music reality show. Twelve budding musicians have survived the auditions and are ready to journey to stardom.
2: I have fears, you have
7: fears too.
2: Don't you cry, changes here. My baby
9: busts up the silent door. Oh. When I come home, everything will be
7: alright. Make an appointment on Joy Prime. Charlie. You've worked on it today, yeah, you spell it. I think you have something that you really need to work on. Cue some lyrics on Sunday, April 16, 2023, at 8.30pm. It's going to be nothing short of exciting. Produced by Joy Prime, your ultimate experience. And powered by Hits FM. Cue some lyrics, bring on the music.
8: I am Beverly Broom. We settle for the details now and the managing director of the International Monetary Fund, Kristalina Gogiva, says she will personally intervene to enable Ghana reach a deal with her creditors as crucial talks take center stage ahead of the fund's board consideration of a $3 billion bailout for Ghana. The $4 billion debt owed external creditors made up of members of the Paris Club and China remains the only obstacle to Ghana unlocking the IMF deal. Addressing a press conference on the imf 2023 global agenda kristalina gogiva said ghana an innocent bystander of the covid and ukraine war needs assistance to revive the economy however
5: the 32 million people in ghana right now are awaiting
6: that announcement by your board Mm-mm. Um, please where are we <laughs> um let me let me say that uh, we have been in uh, in uh, in uh, constant contact with uh, uh, the authorities uh, in Ghana. Uh, we have worked very hard and very swiftly to have the uh, a program for Ghana, three billion support program for Ghana, in place. Uh, we have been urging Ghana's creditors to act swiftly. Uh, my uh, uh, appreciation for. Uh, Also, the proactive uh, uh, role of uh, the uh, Minister of Finance of Ghana in reaching out to creditors. Uh, We are uh, expecting that uh, next week there will be uh, discussions uh, among creditors. And uh, uh, I I can tell you that uh, I use every opportunity myself to urge them to act swiftly. Uh, Let's remember that... um, uh, Ghana for a long time uh, has done really well to tap uh, markets to finance uh, its uh, growth, path. Uh, it has been uh, uh, Like uh, all innocent bystanders hit by COVID hit by the war uh, in uh, Ukraine uh, And it has uh, complicated uh, domestically uh, the ability to uh, to finance uh, uh, the uh, the uh, budget uh, uh, so uh, a country that has long track record of sound macroeconomic management ought to be supported to return to uh, to markets. So our program is a bridge for Ghana. Uh, and to and to, to tell you the to tell you the truth, I'm actually quite optimistic. I think Ghana is going to move. The, um, the craters are going to move, and we are going to uh, move swiftly. So. I guess the short answer to you is stay tuned and stay positive.
8: Well, the IMF boss also announced the fund's 2023 global agenda that aims to address debt, inequality and and capital flow for low-income countries.
6: Let me highlight three priorities. First, restoring price stability and safeguarding financial stability as prerequisites for return to robust growth so long as financial pressures remain limited we expect central banks to stay the course in the fight against inflation holding a tight stance to prevent a de-anchoring of inflation expectations further efforts to reduce budget deficits critical to support the fight against inflation and reduce debt But this is not an easy task, we still have to care about the most vulnerable segments of our societies.
8: Meanwhile, Finance Minister Ken Oforiata says Ghana should be expecting an approval from the fund by close of May. Addressing the media at an investors' presentation forum, Mr Oforiata called on external creditors to support Ghana's quest in securing the program.
9: We now expect or look forward um, to the discussions with our international bondholders and other external commercial creditors. Um, to, work, to work towards a solution um, to attain um, the type of stability that will be required um, for us to create a better future um, for all of us. We do at this time um, expect um, IMF board approval um, in May at the latest and contemplate a rapid negotiation of a memorandum of understanding of our official creditors.
8: Away from IMF-related issues and managing partner Ishmael Yamson and Associates, Michael Harry Yamson has attributed the lack of adequate revenue mobilization to the unwillingness of present and past governments to fight corruption. According to him, the government could rake in over 80 billion cities if it blocks revenue leakages and put in systems to end fraudulent undertakings, which is costing the state billions annually. This, he believes, could save the state from begging for corruption credits release from its partners he's been speaking at a public lecture on wealth creation organized by the institute of economic affairs
17: and to go back to my my ire uh, on the ddep the the domestic debt bond sat with government and identified 83 and a half billion cds of money that could be brought back into their purse if we cut out waste identified corruption revenue loopholes and leakages But today we are in Washington begging for 36 to 40 billion CDs of relief. So what's our priority?
8: Michael Harry Yamsen, managing partner at Ishmael Yamsen and Associates, ending business news on Newsnight, brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Ghana Pay, Alliance Live and Kingdom's book, Sensationary. My name is Beverly Broome.
12: Thank you very much, Beverly. Elikeem, broom. <laughs> 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 Time for <laughs> Benis K- uh- Kelly. Uh, to bring us more stuff.
5: Right, Amefa <laughs> Apau. Well, a crack team has been set up by the Ghana Health Service, GHS, to check the spread of the deadly Anopheles Stefani mosquito currently in Ghana. The new breed has been described by experts as invasive, spreads faster, and can adapt to a myriad of climate conditions that the, anormal, that the normal Anopheles mosquito uh, can adapt to already. They have been identified in Tuba and Dam in the Greater Accra region, where residents are being cautious to protect themselves. Well, the Deputy programs manager for the Malaria Elimination Programme, Dr. Prepra, elaborates more on measures being taken by the health service to stem its spread.
9: We all ensure that we keep our environment clean. Two, we use the interventions that have been made available to us. If you have the insecticide-treated mosquito nets, you use them. Three, if you have repellents and you have to use them, you use them. If you're in areas where you can wear long sleeves, something that will cover your legs, especially at night, or your, your I mean, exposed part of your body, so that you don't get bitten by the mosquito. You have to do that. There are some places in Ghana where we also do what we call the indoor residual spraying. And for indoor residual spraying, we spray the interior walls of where people sleep. The idea is that even if this mosquito comes in to bite, they usually rest on the walls. When they rest on the walls, they imbibe the chemicals and then they are knocked down. Aside this intervention, even in the event that you have um, the parasite in you, you go to the facilities, you are tested positive, you'll be given anti-malaria, and these are effective treatments that if you receive them on time, you are are going to get cured and you're not going to have complications. Even if the mosquitoes bite you, we are not going to transmit the parasite from you to any other person, and, and and that is the focus of the elimination agenda to to break transmission. Uh, but if you have a parasite uh, a vector like this, that has the high chance of increasing the mosquito population. What it means is that it has the um, ability to uh, more or less worsen uh, the malaria situation and retrogress um, the progress we
21: have made.
12: So that's um, Dr. Nanayal Pipra, uh, he's a deputy programs manager for the malaria elimination program. And this is a, a particular issue that we've been talking about all day yes, uh, in have. the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's bring in entomologist, Professor Yao Frani uh, joining us also with the Ghana Health Service. Thank you so much uh, for joining us here on Newsnight. A beautiful name for a mosquito, <laughs> Anopheles <laughs> Stefani. Really, what are we learning about this particular breed?
10: Um. Good evening. Um, my my name is uh, Professor Yawaf- Asari Asaria but I don't work for the Ghana Health Service. I, I am a professor at the University of Ghana Medical School.
12: I appreciate uh, that. That is where you. I
10: am. Thank you. So uh, the mosquito is actually called Anopheles stephensi, and um, it actually comes from. It is originally um, from uh, the Asia. It's, it has not been found in in Africa until about 10 years ago when it invaded Africa. It started invading Africa through the Horn of Africa. So countries there um, around um, uh, Ethiopia, Djibouti, Somalia, uh, they started getting this um, uh, from 2016 coming. And now it has been spreading across Africa. It's moved to East Africa proper uh, in Kenya. And uh, last year it was reported in Nigeria. And unfortunately, last month it has been reported here in, in Ghana. Um, mm. This is a very invasive mosquito that could be transported through planes or ships or cars so it can move from one place to another very easily. Um, and and so, uh, unfortunately, it has been found here. But that gives us the chance to start putting in place um, measures to stop the spread of this uh, um this uh, invasive mosquito. If we didn't know that it was here and it's spreading, that was bad. But now we know. So knowing, it's, uh, um, knowing that it is here gives us the chance to uh, control it. Already what I've seen from the Ghana Health Service through the National uh, Malaria Elimination Program is that they put together uh, a committee that is working towards trying to control and uh, probably eliminate this, um, this vector. From, from the country. Uh, and so there's a lot of work that is being done, uh, that is ongoing, that should be able to uh, stop the spread of this uh, mosquito. Okay. Uh,
5: sorry, MFR. And, and, Prof, the existing medication we have for treatment of malaria, is it able to deal with uh, malaria caused by uh, this new variant of, you know, the Anopheles?
10: Yes, yes, it does. It is. they are just going to um, uh, transmit anopheles uh, sorry, they are going to transmit plasmodium uh, parasites that have been transmitted already in in Ghana they are not introducing a new uh, species of the plasmodium so in Ghana what we have mostly is anopheles uh, sorry, uh, plasmodium falciparum and uh, also plasmodium uh, ovale and um, uh, malaria Uh, these are Uh, in Ghana already and that is what is going to transmit. It's not going to bring any new one. And so all the drugs that are being used would uh, be able to cure whatever it transmits.
5: Finally, Prof, um, last year, according to the World Health Organization, in in 2021, we recorded 308 deaths from malaria. Uh, The organization says that we're doing very well in reaching zero deaths in malaria. Do you think that this will stall our progress or we we are well able to handle it?
10: Well, we we've gone back a little bit, and um, I think that it's not because of this uh, vector that might have been here at that time. Nobody knows when it got into this country, but um, I think that it was probably because of that year, the previous year, uh, 2020, uh, due to COVID, a lot of things were um, didn't go very well, including malaria uh, preventive measures that are being that are ongoing. So um, my take is that that is what hampered. Um, our drive towards uh, trying to control and eliminate malaria and getting to uh, ground zero. Uh, but um, with this mosquito that has come in, I think that the measures that are being put in place can be able to contain it, and we still can control and eliminate malaria from Ghana. I don't think that there should be any b- b- panic on this. Invasive mosquitoes that have come here. The it only, just pa- the, very the only panic,
12: Prof, that um, some people have yeah. also is the issue about the pesticides, the the existing ones that we have. Are they able to deal with this particular breach?
10: Yes, they should be able to contain this uh, invasive mosquito, Anopheles stefensi. Um, uh, so far, we have not gotten en- enough samples to be able to test and see its susceptibility to these ones. But elsewhere, they are being controlled with, uh, they, they, are, they are resistant are in some countries. But I think that now that we found them here, we should be able to use the same pesticides being used elsewhere to contain them. And so I think that we, we can be able to con- contain these uh, mosquitoes.
12: Mm. Well, we're grateful, uh, Prof. We leave it here uh, for now. That's uh, he's an entomologist, Professor Yao Asari Afrani. So uh, this is where we are. Uh, <laughs> Stefan Tsai. Stefan Tsai. Nice name, you know. Yeah, but but Prof says
5: we shouldn't panic. So I, I'm a bit relieved, honestly. Back you you know mosquitoes. how I felt. <laughs> yeah, I know, for
12: the children. So back to our mosquito nets and uh, wearing protective clothing at night and right. not exposing ourselves to this particular mosquito. So if you live in dansuman and it's environs like some of us, <laughs> Uh, we need to be cautious.
13: Musbal, where do you live? I live on the hill. So, <laughs> okay. All
12: right, so no mosquitoes for you. Yeah.
13: What's in sports? Well, in sports, let me take you to Germany because Bayern Munich have suspended Sadio Mane after punching teammate Leroy Sané in the face following Tuesday's Champions League defeat at Manchester City. Mane will also be fined and won't be part of the Bayern squad for the home Bundesliga game against Hoffenheim on Saturday. well, Sky Germany is reporting that uh, Sani's lip was bleeding after the altercation and the two players needed to be separated by their fellow teammates in the dressing room. Well, Bayern Munich have indeed confirmed this incident and uh, they released a statement and the statement reads that Sadio Mane, uh, who is 31, will not be in the FC Bayern squad for the home game against uh, Hoffenheim next Saturday. Uh, The reason is Mane's misconduct after FC Bayern's Champions League game at Manchester City. In addition, Mane will receive a fine. That's uh, the statement from Bayern Munich. We understand that the Bayern Munich officials held a meeting on Wednesday and uh, they discussed possible punishment for Mane, among which, uh, among which included a fine, suspension, and even Mane's contract being terminated at the end of the summer. But uh, at the moment, we only have heard of uh, suspension and a fine. And what we also gathering is that um, before that game against Manchester City on Tuesday, Sadio Mani was grieving the death of his aunt, and it has. Uh, they're also suggesting that that might have been mm. part of the reason it, why it he, sense, yeah. you know, attacked Leroy Sunny. So uh, did that's. Sanne
12: say anything? Well, uh,
13: we understand Sunny. Yeah. We, we, what we are also picking is that Sunny, in the what, in the course of the altercation, appeared to have used some okay. racist slur oh. in there somewhere, oh, no. which possibly oh, angered. Nice yeah uh, sadio money because he's, he's not known for mm-hmm. this like,
5: exactly not to justify uh, his action but i was just about to say and that's why i said in mid sense to, yeah. to let us know that he was grieving because this is not yeah. normal no, money not, not at all yeah. not
13: sadio money at all so but uh that's it he celebrated his birthday was just uh, last week they about so he's now 31 and i'm sure uh, he has apologized anyway he apologized today uh before the training session he apologized and mm. We'll wait to see we just hope uh, it doesn't repeat itself
12: okay mm. we'll catch you on tv shortly sure. well. yes yeah. yes yes and mfo before we we wrap up here let's
5: just take some of the comments and this one is coming from gilly he says news coming over from dollar power is worrying if central leadership is serious all security personnel seven as bodyguards to government officials would immediately uh, be sent to protect this vulnerable community uh, thank you for your comment gilly uh, and this one says it saddens my heart that our human rights record as a country keeps Deteriorating under a president who is known to be a human rights lawyer. And this is coming from Kofi Seydu. So, uh, MFA, this one is, is someone's, you know, actually directed to you. MFA, yes, human rights. Uh, but the same USA allowed others, uh, well, to be killing. And we know the reference that was made by Prof about what's happening in the international community and how it reflects on us. But, MFA, before we go, let's do some politics, right? Mm-hmm. And former president John Mahama has accused President Akufo-Addo of populating the electoral commission with NPP members to prevent what he says is an impending NDC victory in the twenty twenty four polls. His comments are coming few weeks after three new persons were sworn in by Ekufadu as members of the EC government board. John Mahama told delegates at Nkoko that he will defeat all other contenders if the rules are fair. <laughs>
14: Now so, yeah, say appointments all mo here wo hwe en kofo free omina mpp 4 complete eno mo de oma goto easy so so ye be say azuma nelson azu aza mo mo ji edru obi say me ye kai na azuma o ko pa boxer Enemribi, oh, kokung, australia. Oh, ne, eh, eh, Jeff na maybe okokun e was australia oni akwabi e friend jeffenech na jeffenech don so for australia home en ti na ye bonhumma azuma say ah akwabi akokun uh, oni oh, ho ni home crowd ni ade ade observable oh, 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 na azuma say o dey be anya hwe and tokwa make okokun mi am dey be referee na e <laughs> so that's uh,
12: former President John Ramani Mahama there giving some boxing analysis. Very interesting. On how it goes down. But earlier he accused the government of mismanaging the economy. He spoke to delegates at Suhum. Encho bia
14: eboa e dey dru baby no bia beje no there at all so I say dey one ho won dey him incompetent mahama incompetent ma almost almost bro ni kasa omo bro funu e bro ni for dem there make me ca say for bro funu be Jesus encho mba incompetent mahama administration <laughs> M- mpp is going to come and transform Ghana in what 1, one and a half years when we come, we'll give you one district, one factory. Alone, ears, it, like so speak, herbs, and anya, are profound, no more caslangs or more. You can't drink for caslangs. Ghana, you're mobile. Ghana, you're mobile. Ghana, you Yet it's the castle. I come there. This is our slang, slang, you know. And factory, MFC. Bacasasa, no, I can say, hey, Charlie, I'm going Fellow Ghanaians. Hello, Ghanians. I'm Ma.
5: Wow, in- interesting. I mean, I didn't know he could do that. Uh, MFI.
12: <laughs> well, it's a rough one. We-, yeah. we know
5: his background is a communicator. I didn't know he could act as well, but. <laughs>
12: We have personality profile coming up next, and Salam Mustafa, NPP, National Youth Organizer, is Lexus Bill's guest right. tonight. You want to stay for the deals? I am Emma And
5: I'm Bernice Abu Beydelansa. <laughs>